This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to The Political Party. This is one of two Christmas specials recorded just a few weeks ago before Christmas, which I appreciate is no longer really that festive. Um... A bit like when you catch an old Saved by the Bell Christmas special in June. It doesn't feel quite right. But hopefully there are still nuggets of political gold in there for you to enjoy. And sometimes, for those of you that have still got the Christmas tree up, it could still make you feel a little bit festive, although I'm not sure how true that is. I had a number of emails and tweets over the Christmas period saying, where are these things coming out? Um, But I'm sure your time is much better spent with family, friends, football, beer and wine and chocolate and all the other wonderful things that Christmas is about. Oh, yes, and Jesus. Um, So, um, first things first, I've added some London live dates, which is very exciting of my show, Brexit Through the Gift Shop. Um, Thank you to everyone who came to see me at the South Bank Centre. I've added some extra dates there. Um, I'll be doing the South Bank Centre again on the 7th and 12th of March. Um, 2019, and I'm doing the other palace, the main room. So where we record the political parties in the cabaret room, the main room is a, is a beautiful Western theatre, uh, and I'll be doing two nights there on the 28th of January and the 19th of March, which I'm very excited about. Obviously, the other palace, as it used to be called, the St. James Theatre, has been the home to the show for, oh, God, seven years now? Oh, my word. Um, is it, I, I think it, this must be the seventh year um, we're going into... So it's uh, such a pleasure to be doing the big room there. So tickets for all those shows are available either through the Other Palace website. uh, The nights at the South Bank on the uh, 7th and 12th of March are available through the South Bank Centre website. But if you go through my website, mattford.com slash live, or follow me on Twitter at mattford, you'll be able to find the tickets there. And obviously the show is just constantly evolving and updating with the mess that we find ourselves in. Um, On all sides, I hasten to add. So whether you're Leave, Remain, Labour, Tory, whatever um i obviously i take the piss out of everyone and then i'm going on a national tour as well which is very very exciting um i'm going to camberley gloucester salford maidstone leicester north allerton darlington barnard castle hexham stourbridge stafford cambridge corby bristol aberystwyth edinburgh glasgow newcastle chorley i think that's it for now, but we keep adding dates because obviously things are happening so quickly. So I may be coming to a town near you. Um, thank you to all of those of you who've, who've bought tickets so far. It means a great deal. Uh, and it's just lovely to um, get around the country um, and perform all around. So um, enough of the self-promotion, enough of this rampant um, self-promotion. It is time I leave you in the hands of uh, two wonderful guests, who are Jess Phillips and Sarah Wollaston, who were absolutely superb. The Christmas specials are always a bit different. They're always a bit more raucous. They're always a bit more... Um, there's just an energy there in the Christmas ones that is that is different. It, it's more... Um, it's more like a sort of party atmosphere. So... I shall say no more, but I'll leave you in the wonderful hands of Jess Phillips and Sarah Wollaston. Ladies and gentlemen, that time in the night, please give a warm Leicester Square Theatre warm welcome to Matt Ford! <laughs> <laughs> 
too kind. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for coming out tonight for this political party Christmas special. And please give it up for the wonderful MP4. We have on keys, Pete Wishart. On drums, Sir Greg Knight. Guitar and vocals, Ian Causey. And guitar and vocals, Kevin Brennan. A cross-party group of MPs, if you weren't aware. Um, Greg is our resident Conservative MP. Uh, of course, recently, 48 letters minimum reached Graham Brady, the chair of the 22 committee. Um, Greg, what did yours say? <laughs> uh, I've still got it at home. I didn't send one. Would, are you on the brink of sending one or not? No. <laughs> Let's get on with it. And did you... Um, Two-thirds of the parliamentary party rebelled uh, and voted that they had no confidence in the, uh, in the Prime Minister. Did you vote that you had confidence or no confidence in her? I voted for the Prime Minister. Ah, but, but, that's, but in that election? In, uh, in that election, yes. <laughs> In that election, very good, well done. Um, obviously, the big, uh, we should say we have two fantastic guests tonight, two fantastic women, sorry, people. Uh, I always get the, <laughs> I always get the, uh, always get those two words mixed up. Um, two fantastic people. Uh, Kevin, you were in the House of Commons today. Did you see uh, what, what Jeremy Corbyn did or didn't say? No. <laughs> I sit on the back bench for Prime Minister's questions. Of and, course. Uh, uh, so, no, I couldn't, couldn't see what he said. But the Speaker asked me later on if I heard or seen what he said, because uh, he claimed he hadn't seen it either. So, so and have you, have you watched the video? Yeah, like a football match with the football manager, you know, when there's a foul or something. Did you see it? No, no, I didn't see a thing. Sort of the Arsene Wenger response from, uh, from Kevin Brennan. Um, uh, Pete, obviously Brexit is a, is a huge deal at the moment in British politics. Nicola Sturgeon has been at Downing Street because Brexit obviously is a, a catalyst for Scottish independence, but then isn't everything? You know last week, we just like to see what we could do to help resolve some of the issues around UK politics. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola took a very nice bottle of Isla Sky gin to the <laughs> Prime Minister today and you know, we had a little incident yesterday where a leader was told to get back to Sky. You know, so it's a, it's a week for insults in the House of Commons. <laughs> um, well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, and Ian, uh, the only member of the band uh, no longer in Parliament, do you wish you were still in there, or on weeks like this, are you, are you grateful that you sat at home? I'm grateful I'm sat at home, I think. I don't think this way is it's difficult for Labour, because at one point they want to keep the powder dry, so do you have a vote or not? Are you, do you love both barrels and have a vote? We seem to have just loaded a barrel and shot our own foot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it does seem odd that the, the opposition, maybe you can clarify for us, Kev, the opposition has no confidence in the government, but no confidence no, in itself to, to table a, t a, a motion of no confidence. Uh, yeah, well, um, <laughs> I didn't see it, actually. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our first guest uh, this evening is, uh, is one of the stars uh, of, 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 well, they both are uh, absolute stars of uh, Parliament. One of the most outspoken Labour MPs, and uh, there is a passionate feminist and a, a TV star to boot. Please give a huge welcome to Jess Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Um, so, uh, MP4 there played uh, Waterfalls, a TLC song, in honour of your love of 
90s R&B. 90s R&B. God rest Lisa Left Our Lopez. From Is that, the um, was that one of your favourite R&B songs from the 90s? I think actually that album was the first album I ever purchased on CD. Uh, Crazy Sexy Cool, I believe it was called, by TLC. Um, A so lukewarm yeah, response from... Uh, <laughs> from, from millennials. From, <laughs> from millennials, yeah. Um, but very much, uh, uh, I mean, that was a formative 90s album, wasn't it? Do you still oh, listen to it? Absolutely, I still listen to it, but not on CD anymore. Uh, I listen to it now, you know. Vinyl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Part of the vinyl revival has been the Smiths, Liam Gallagher and TLC. And TLC, crazy, sexy, cool. It sounds a lot better on vinyl waterfalls. You really get the kind of um, <laughs> the atmosphere of it. So, Jess, Kev didn't see what uh, the leader of the, the party said today. You would obviously have been sat behind him, but you have access to the internet and smartphones and the like. What do you think Jeremy Corbyn said? I mean, I wasn't even in there, so I don't even get... I, I can have that excuse. Uh, I wasn't even in the chamber. Um, but it looked to me like he said, woman. Ooh, Ooh. controversial. <laughs> we should just do... Uh, maybe we should do a poll, so we'll do a cheer. So <laughs> give me a cheer if, if you think Jeremy Corbyn said stupid people. Okay. Well. Uh, some stupid people in. That's, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to find out who the two momentum ticket are. <laughs> Welcome all. Uh, give me a cheer if you think you said stupid woman. <laughs> so, I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's overwhelming. That's a landslide. <laughs> sort of landslide he'd hide behind. Um, if he did. If, if he did say. If he did say. Um, Stupid woman. I mean, he's not going to apologise now, is he? Because he, otherwise he'd admit no. to lying. Well, he sort of doubled down, didn't he, and said, you know, he thinks that that would be completely reductionist and, you know, he, he would never say such a thing. Um, so he's, I don't think he's going to apologise. I think that, personally, I think the best thing to do would have been just to say, we all say stupid shit. <laughs> I can really see him saying that. But do you know what? The British public would really like it if somebody said, you know, you say stupid shit all the time. Because <laughs> we do, don't we? I mean, I'm a, I am, a, you know, a famous feminist and I, I use words that I shouldn't use all the time, you know. I what like? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I use the word bitch all the time, for example. I'm like, don't be such a bitch. And then like, nobody's going to be like, oh, you now have to but would you call unburn your bra. But would you call a woman a stupid bitch? I w uh, no, probably not. I probably wouldn't. And, and, and if Jeremy Corbyn said it, actually, the truth of the matter is, is that utter muttering, oh, you stupid woman, it's, it's not great in the House of Commons to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because it sort of seems as if he wouldn't say, oh, you stupid man, to, um, to I don't know, name a stupid man from the Tories, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no offence. <laughs> <laughs> Present company, <laughs> um, You're the one good one. <laughs> they give the whip back to you no matter what you've done, though, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, it, it's sort of old-fashioned, like, oh, stupid woman. It is a bit... It's sexist, isn't it? That's the truth of the matter. It and that's why like he can't admit to it. It looked like the sort of thing that he said at the telly. Yeah, stupid bloody woman. <laughs> and when an advert comes on, he doesn't like... <laughs> like John Mariah Carey's music videos. Or something. Not very, I, I'm not, does he have a tally, Corbyn? I'm not even sure he does. But something that he'll have thought. Um, I mean, you can't have him saying, you can't, his apology that you've written it, you can't have him going, Mr. Speaker, I would like to apologise to the House for saying stupid shit. Um, <laughs> it often happens. <laughs>
But he's made it clear, isn't he, that he's, he's against all forms of sexism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's fault on both sides. That should be, that should be absolutely clear. A lifelong campaigner against muttering and all forms of sexism. <laughs> um, Greg, just on, just on the issue of, of, of stupid Conservative men, who, if we had to pick one male Tory MP, if we were going to call him the equivalent of what, what a stupid bitch, who would it be? I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> I could give you loads. <laughs> well, obviously, the, the one that um, caught your eye recently was in this confidence vote when Andrew Griffiths was allowed to the whip back, which suggested that the Prime Minister obviously thought the vote was going to be closer than perhaps it was. Yeah. But allowed a man who sent the sort of text that you read out in Parliament yeah. to, to, to women to, to be to be back basically back in the fold. Yeah, and actually I think it may even be worse than just trying to get across the line. I think Theresa May probably thought she was going to win. I think uh, it was pretty clear that she was going to win the confidence vote, but I, I genuinely think it's about optics of numbers because without those two men who were given the whip back, she would have lost by 40% and she wouldn't have got to 200. And you know, like 199 seems cheaper than two pounds. <laughs> um, I, I actually think it came down to the way the numbers look in the newspaper was what she sold her, I mean, very flimsy fem feminist credentials down the river for. Um, I, I think it's, m I, I mean, I can't even make good gags about it, which normally is the way that I deal with most things. I just think it's fucking appalling. It is. Um, <laughs> that said, there are gags to be made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she wanted to get to 200, didn't she? Because she got 199 in the leadership ballot. Oh, did she? And 200. Any improvement on 199 was therefore some form of momentum in her favour. So she's now half a percent more popular with her own MPs after <laughs> two years of government. So that's a, it's an endorsement of sorts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she should be really, really pleased. Um, <laughs> the crashing endorsement, but then, obviously, my side can't have a lot to say about that, can we? No, no. <laughs> um, well, we'll move on to that in a second, uh, before I introduce, uh, or indeed after I introduce uh, uh, tonight's uh, second uh, wonderful guest. Um, she's sort of been trying to get on the show for a very long time, and uh, <laughs> is a star in terms of independently-minded MPs. Mm. I think in this parliament, more than any other, the public have been really grateful for people that are prepared to speak out against their party leadership, whether it's on Brexit, whether it's on anti-Semitism, whatever it's on. Uh, and tonight's second guest has absolutely done that. She's a star. She's someone who is loved across the political spectrum. She's having to put up with, at the moment, incredible amounts of provocation from her own side. Please give a huge welcome to Sarah Wollaston. Actually, I want Greg Knight to sing some song from the uh, Have Yourself a Very Scary Brexit songbook. <laughs> someone handed me a random stranger, you know. I think it's so what, so what, what, what is it? It's just someone it? handed it to me. You get this all the time, people handy stuff, and it was this one, the, the special Christmas Brexit songbook. I think maybe maybe you could sing this one, Matt. Well, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think Greg should sing this. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's, so this is, someone gave you this today? Yeah, yeah, that's it's good. So Tell this is the Brexit it. songbook. Um, <laughs> Was it the Stop Brexit guy outside Parliament? Uh, no, no, he's great, Steve. He's <laughs> Steve, yeah. He's one of those people. Steve. He is great, he is but I'm good. delighted he's not here. <laughs> Stop! One of, those, one of those sorts of great guys. 
It's a bit like Big Ben. You can hear Big Ben when it's working everywhere on the estate. You can hear Steve wherever you are oh, on the estate. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. This is Greg Knight singing. Yeah, I'm not going to sing. I don't know the tune, but it says, Have yourself a yeah. very it's scary Brexit. So that would be, have yourself a very scary Brexit. As our hopes grow dim. <laughs> <laughs> you see why he's the drummer? Yeah. <laughs> Is somebody getting this on camera? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> From now on, our troubles will be really grim. Yeah. Well, hold on, Greg. You mean, you mean halfway through a Brexit song, you realised it was a bad idea? Thought <laughs> 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 it was a good idea to change course. I don't yeah. Think I never heard anything quite like it. <laughs> I think we have a vote on this. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? <laughs> that is so cool, the Brexit songbook by Chris Bard. Yeah. Oh, that's really Thank cool. Oh, thanks for that one. Thank you very much. So, Merry Christmas, sir. Yeah. We did get, I asked you both what your favourite tipple was. You both said Bailey's. <laughs> um, now I haven't got any ice, but. Um, oh, dear, oh dear. I'll <laughs> <laughs> get the star. I'm not asking you to do it straight from the bottle. Oh, I mean, I'm fine with it today. Yeah, with it. We'll manage. <laughs> So in terms of crypt, is that a... <laughs> that's, that's plenty good. It just slips down though, doesn't it, Bailey? Do we pull the crackers as well? Oh yes, 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 we should pull the crackers and do Here the... Here we are, have a crackers. I've got a multi-purpose comb uh, <laughs> that's also got some stencil things of like an aeroplane and a train. I could give it is, to Chris Grayling. Is it a knit comb? <laughs> <laughs> to remind him what trains are. <laughs> what about the joke? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's joke, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On which side do chickens have most feathers? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> On the outside? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I do get it now. You stupid... <laughs> 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 Easily done, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's well, I have toy? a gift. I have a, a military aircraft, which is probably about as good as it's going to get by the look of things. Here we are. So <laughs> <laughs> That's better than are. we've got. The new yeah. defence force. Here it is. <laughs> well, a lot of Brexiteers in your party sort of grew up making things like that, didn't they? So it's kind of be a nice gift for some local 1970s. Talk. It's all back. Look at this. <laughs> That's actually a really cool gift. I know they're better than oh, yeah, the normal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and what does the joke say? The joke, well, the, the trouble is, this is really sad. I've had to start asking random sto strangers on station to read out my code on my ticket because I haven't got my, I've always forgotten my glasses. So, uh, could you hold it over there and I might be able to read it? What kind of pet did Aladdin, uh, Aladdin have? Dunno. Yeah, you've got it. A flying carpet. Oh God, these are worse than mine. <laughs> we have a there we go, right. What have we got here? Uh, what athlete is warmest in winter? Mm. A long jumper. Uh, <laughs> I actually that think that's bad. quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that one. If whoever wrote that would like to get in touch, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, not that it's political, I saw a great joke on Twitter. It's so good. So just play along as you would. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? To go to the idiot's house. Knock, knock. Who's there? The chicken. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Isn't it great? That is great. <laughs> I told my son a joke the other day. He's ten. And uh, the joke was, two men stole a calendar. They both got six months. 
and, uh, <laughs> and but he was like, I've obviously raised him as like a sort of social justice champion. He was like, that seems very hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they both got six months and he was just yeah. like, it just doesn't seem that it fits the cry. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of uh, serving six months, one of your parliamentary colleagues... Oh, no. uh, May, may end up doing time for passing on speeding points. Yep. Uh, do you think a custodial sentence is appropriate in a case like this? I don't think a custodial sentence is appropriate. Um, I uh, have long been a campaigner of uh, reducing the number, certainly of women in prisons, let alone um, uh, anyone else. Uh, but <laughs> men. 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 <laughs> well, you say that, but we could start an entire debate. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> we have fucking rabbit hole. Um, people. Is it people? <laughs> That's the one. That's what I said. I said people. people. Um, <laughs> so much legs out of that <laughs> one thing. <laughs> it runs all night. Um, but no, I don't think it's appropriate. She's not a danger to the public. She shouldn't have lied. And it seems she's going to be punished because she's lost her career. She can't be a solicitor anymore. I think it's needless to send her to prison, if I'm honest. Well, we'll see what happens. It was uh, obviously happened this afternoon. Um, so, in terms of Christmas, then uh, on Christmas Day, what is your routine? Will you drink Bailey's on Christmas Day? Yes. <laughs> like, what, what time is the first drink? What time is it? But first thing, like before before mm, lunch, six a.m. Yeah. Six a.m. <laughs> yeah, because you have to get up to like turn the oven on. And uh, <laughs> I mean, and, and my kids get up really early, yeah. so and I think the rule is normal days, not before midday, on holiday, <laughs> on holiday those small beers before uh, not not before ten a.m. Christmas Day, anything goes. Free for all. What about you, Sarah? <laughs> Yeah, well, I have a big dilemma because my kids always have stockings and, you know, when they were little, you could take their stockings when, you know, like 11 o'clock at night and now they don't go to bed till two oh in the nine. morning. So I have to get up and do their stockings in the morning now with, with Baileys. But they... <laughs> <laughs> because they don't wake up till... <laughs> but they don't still believe in Santa. <laughs> that was quite a late... I, I still believed in Santa. So I think it was about 12 or something. My children don't believe in it anymore, but we still pretend. We still put out the mince pie and everything. We because I just think it's nice. I like it. That's a good thing. So then, throughout the rest of the day, Bailey's, what about prosecco or champagne or anything like that? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> just whiskey, neat, neat from the bottle. Um, and do you? Uh, would you describe yourself as like a festive person? Me? Yeah, really, really. I love Christmas. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm really festive. I don't like going to my kids' nativities and that. I've seen the same thing for like now 14 years. I've been going <laughs> to that. So I don't go to that anymore. But you don't go How old are they? Well, the eldest is 14, the youngest is 10, but they do this like carol thing at their school yeah. where they did it on different days, but it was the same thing. So I've seen that show so many times. <laughs> Different ending, you're hoping. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm hoping for. Jesus dies. <laughs> <laughs> d I mean, he does die in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, Sarah, are you are you as um, sort of um, cynical about your, your child's um, Christmas pursuits as Jess is? Or? No, I, I love it. I love the whole thing, everything. 
And, and Parliament during Christmas, because Parliament's a beautiful building. It's quite a nice place to be at Christmas. They do it up well, don't they? Mm. Nice Christmas trees. It feels festive around the place. It's a bit wonky, mind. Have you seen it? Oh, it's so wonky, that one. This year it's drunk, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Which one? The one outside Downing Street or the one outside Parliament? One outside, outside Parliament. Parliament. In Palace Yard? Yeah, yeah. But that's normal. That, that That's a good thing because the, the country can identify with the one Christmas tree. If it's too perfect, everyone's like, oh, these people are just living in a different world. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a wonky 50-foot Christmas tree... You have a huge row about that every year, can't you? Well, yeah, yeah. You need, you need someone to, like, occasionally... You need a dog to knock it over once in a while or, like... <laughs> yeah. The to unplug the TV l as well the as the one outside Downing Street is ridiculous. It's so big. It's taking over the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like all that sort of stuff. Though I mean, is there? Would you say that um, the the festive period affects the way that Parliament operates? Is there a sense of goodwill? Are people sort of drinking a bit? We more? saw it all today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there is no sense of goodwill on the inside. There, there maybe has been in previous years, but there's certainly not at the moment. Mm. Um, but people have better will in you. The people have are kind, and they they actually do sort of leave you alone mm. over Christmas, a little bit. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> know it. what to do. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a constituent get in touch with you on Christmas Day? Or? Yep. Well, people do, but they don't get a reply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, people would email you on Christmas Day, mm. definitely. Mm. But and do you check them and think, what the? Yeah. <laughs> and what sort of stuff is it? Same stuff. You're going to get deselected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the drop, oh, man. The drop curb's not been fitted yet. Will you get off the boat <laughs> yeah. to go to straight away? <laughs> like. We still haven't fixed it. I know. I've just got no powers. So you, bo you both have uh, an interesting relationship with your own parties. Mm -hmm. uh, you're obviously well documented, Jess. Sarah, mm -hmm. you are going through a, a situation now where Aaron Banks is organising against you in your own constituency. Yeah. Uh, but it must be quite hard to take because he's a, he's a, he's a bullish character, he's yeah. got resources. Lovely um, man. He's, yeah. not a polite, he's not a polite chap, you're not dealing with a normal political adversary, you're not in a position where you would have to mm. face off an adversary. This mm. is entirely concocted by him and his language he uses is inflammatory. Mm. Does it hurt? No. <laughs> but that's amazing that it... I mean, it's good that it doesn't, but... I mean, is that... Has politics already... Thickened I, mean, I think we're, we're a bit tough as old boots, really, I suspect. <laughs> but, but what worries me is it puts off other people that would apply. Because yeah. I, I, wherever I go, I say to people, please apply for my job, please apply for my job. But actually, I think it puts people off. Puts a lot of people off, because they see... Especially their, women. You know, I, I, before, before I went into politics, no-one called me by parts of my anatomy. Um, you know, that's that's kind of like standard, I think, for all of us. And y it does, it toughens you up and in a way that I, I'm not a tough person. I didn't want to go into politics to, to feel that way. But I think it is a shame if it puts other people off applying. Because th that's why there are not more women in politics, <coughs> fundamentally, is because there's a pipeline. Not enough people are applying. And how does it look when people see the way you're treated? Um, does that encourage people to put themselves forward? And so that's the bit I really resent about it. And in terms of Theresa May, would you call her a feminist? Well, you know, to be honest, on a personal level, I think she's extraordinarily tough. 
Um, I don't know how she gets out of bed in the morning. I mean, she'll come to the, the, the liaison stop. committee. <laughs> 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 you know, like, you know, she has like 90 minutes in front of the liaison committee with all these select committee chairs, you know. You know <gasps> I love that. It's like yes. the Justice so League, it's isn't like it, <laughs> of uh, select committees? <laughs> and, it. you know, she does that for 90 minutes and then she has to go straight on a train to, to Argentina. And she's, on a personal level, I think she's pretty tough. Um, but, I, you know... We, we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> because in terms of what Jeremy Corbyn did or didn't say today, uh, a virtue was made of what Ken Clark said of her being a bloody difficult woman. Yeah. Mm. And she's got a mug with that on. Um, is it hypocritical to wear that as a badge of honour and then be offended by what Corbyn might have said? Um, I don't think, to be honest, she was the one that was uh, expressing offence by it. No. I yeah. think it was other people on her behalf. Hope so. <laughs> 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 Come on, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. <coughs> it's nice. Come Cheers, on. mate. Oh, and people, people often say to me, you know, are, are people horrible to women in the comments? I say, well, actually, they're horrible to everyone. That's the <laughs> truth of it. Yeah. You know. That is true. So in terms of your relationship with her, you chair the liaison committee, mm. which is, if you've never seen it, it's all the chairs of the select committee. So it is Amazing. like the Justice League. It is like <laughs> all the biggest hitters. How hard is it to be a Conservative MP holding a Conservative Prime Minister to account. Do you ever feel that you have to be overly harsh to prove your credentials? Do you ever feel like you've gone softener out of loyalty? No, I think actually your job when you're chairing a select committee, because I think select committees are parliament at its best, you know, yeah. because people are leaving their politics at the door to a certain extent and looking at the evidence, you know, experts, woo, you know, <laughs> we appreciate experts in the select committees. And um, so you're there and you're, you're, um, you're leaving your party politics at the door and you're trying to reach consensus across the house. So I think it's great. So I love being a select committee chair. And it's not about trying to give someone a hard time, although that is quite fun sometimes. Um, it's about trying to sort of get the best out of your witnesses. But you know, yeah, if you're, if you're there asking the questions that other people want to ask. Mm. <coughs> <coughs> and what are the ones? What are the ones that you look forward to the most? <laughs> is it the departmental ones where you're holding the Secretary of State to account, or is it when you've got you know private providers in? Or yeah, but it's, it's all sorts. So like this week, I mean, it's great. You know, that's the thing that always amazed me about being an MP is you write to people and you say, is there any possibility that you'd be prepared to to, to maybe speak to me and um, about an issue that they're or they're an expert in? And they always say yes. There's yeah. nobody I've ever written to to say could I meet with them to, to hear about their expertise or hear their evidence, mm. and they've they said no, unless they've got something to hide, of course. And then, they, then you have to send the man with the sword and the tights to, you know, <laughs> to, to bring them along. But, but actually, for the most part, people are really keen to come and share their expertise and their evidence. So you know, we're, we're going to start something on drugs policy. And so you can spend a whole afternoon in a room with the country's experts on, on harm reduction and public health and drugs policy. Isn't that, isn't that a great, great job? So mm. I'm really lucky. Well, you get the best of both worlds because you get to go into proper detailed discussions with people who actually make decisions and can change people's lives mm -hmm. and are affecting the world in which we live. You also get to kind of be like an American courtroom where you can lay traps in the questionings mm -hmm. and try and catch people out. But do you ever think, this is going to look great on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Going <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Because yeah. Zuckerberg didn't turn up, obviously, to, yeah. the, to that committee. Yeah. Um, how... how how much power do you think Parliament should have to, to force people to come and answer questions? Well, the thing is, you know, we, we like take the recent example where, you know, say, you know, the, the, they turned up, the Sergeant at Arms turns up with his sword and, you know, gets the Facebook evidence at, uh, at sword point or, or likewise. 
actually the reality is that a lot of it is about the powers of persuasion, you know, and, and really we don't properly have formal powers anymore to throw people in the tower, but uh, it would be nice if we did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, depending on what sort of Brexit we get, that might be the sort of thing mm. that... Got well, to sweeten the deal. But you, <laughs> but you know what? Five years from now, there'll there'll be a select, there'll be a, a public inquiry, I think, into Brexit. And if it turns out that that one of the biggest Leave campaigns was funded from outside this country, I think that the fury that will be unleashed will be extraordinary. So, but <coughs> you know, so we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens because people deny that. But I I think that there, if you look at the Atlantic Council report. Um, and you look at the work that's been done by Carol Cadwaller, you know, there are questions to be answered, and, and I think we should know those answers. In terms of... Uh, yeah, give her a clap. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the, the, the day-to-day stuff of Parliament, then, I mean, uh, uh, with you, Jess, I, I always get the sense that you really enjoy it, but that it absolutely equally does your head in. It does. Like, you must have such in. a strange relationship with the job. I do really, really, really love it. And I do that thing where people say, oh, is it tough at the moment? And I pretend that it is. Uh, you know, like when someone says it's cold out, isn't it? And you're not cold, but you go, oh, cool, yeah, it's really nippy. Who does that? Everybody in the world. Um, and you don't know your people. Um, I just always say whether it's hot or cold. So, so people, so if someone came up to you and said, I think we digress, but yeah. if somebody came up to you and yeah. said, oh, it's really nippy and you were really warm, you'd just be like, no, actually, you're wrong. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You I'm not, not, to be, not to be contrary, but I would because <laughs> it's one of the few You've things be true I'm to yourself. hypersensitive to is temperature. <laughs> what, one, of my, one of my biggest problems with the British Rail Network isn't price and reliability. <laughs> the temperature on some of those trains. Too hot. Chilton Railways, massive offender. <laughs> Virgin's, Virgin's West Coast franchise is like a lizard tank. It's, it's the biggest I'm problems. getting on it later. I'll, I'll check the temperature. If Corbyn says we won't nationalise, we'll turn the temperature down. I'm back on side. <laughs> back on side. I get so hot. And as a country, I don't know if anyone, this is really like the temperatures. Really, so at the moment, if it's cold out, as it has been, pubs are overly hot. Oh, they are, so yeah. So and officers put the heating on too much. So you go from being really cold to them being really hot. And then there's often like a divide on people who want the heating on and people who want a window open. You can't turn the air on to the environment. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, I'll tell you what, this baby. <laughs> I think the other way around, in the hot. summer, we don't turn the air conditioning on. I'm permanently too hot. I'm too yeah. hot, I'm with you. But I do pretend to be cold in order <laughs> to <laughs> Such a chameleon. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so so, so uh, when people say, oh, is it really, really hard? Do you find it really hard? I'm like, oh God, yeah, at the moment. Oh God, it's awful. But actually, I mean, some of it is like being a spectator to like, you know, a proper brawl that is a laugh in it. It's like you want to shout, fight, fight, fight. Um, I, I, really, I, I really, really love my job. Like, but I much prefer the bit in Birmingham, I have to say. Westminster is a bit of a drag. But it's still good. <laughs> it's still kind of goes with the job. Yeah, though, yeah, it? damn it. <laughs> I know. Um, but, it, yeah, no, I really... I'm, I'm totally furious by the complete lack of traction, that especially at the moment, but actually always it feels like the same old shit happens no matter what you do. Mm. And that, some days I'm like shuddering with rage that 
people you saw were better turn out to be a bit shit. The thing is, though, when you do get the shakes, that 10 a.m. Bailey's will, <laughs> will, <get laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. will often deal with it. Um, in terms of, we talked about committees, obviously. Uh, you wanted to go on the Privileges and Standards Committee, mm -hmm. and you were going to go on, and then your own party withdrew your own nomination. Mm -hmm. What exactly Shock happened? It was shocking. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think um, a procedural committee of the House of Commons has ever had such interest. <laughs> <laughs> the whips put me forward. I asked to be on it. The whips of the House talked to the government whips because it's actually the government whips who have to put people on. That's just the order of things. Um, and um, at the last moment, my party took me off. And I can only assume it's because they didn't want somebody like me dealing with their friends who might be in front of the Standards Committee. Actually looking at standards and privileges. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> a person with standards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but how high? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you say a person like you, do you mean someone who's not a Corbynista? Do you mean yes. someone who's outspoken? Yes, uh, but actually it's not even not a Corbynista. That's not the issue. The issue is would not act with politics on the matters, would act with right uh, mm. on the matters. I would. I don't care who has done something wrong. I don't care if it's my best friend. And during the sexual harassment scandals, I shopped in a number of my dearest <laughs> friends. And, and they were... I'm not going <laughs> to say. I shopped in lots of my enemies. I'll tell you who they were. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to say either side because it, it's not my story to tell. No, ever. Look, MP4 aren't here to <laughs> 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 I have to say none of them have been implicated yet. Uh, <laughs> the, the oh, man, if they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think you're clear. I think you're clear. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I would, I would treat everybody with the same even hand and that isn't what they want. They want people who will protect their friends and so they kept me off it. I mean, is there anything, Sarah, you chair the health committee and the liaison committee, is there anything that can be done to get Jess on this committee? Yeah, I mean, the point is that most select committees now are elected and, mm. and the point is they shouldn't be appointed. And of there course. are a few committees where it's in some people's interests to keep them appointed, and so they're in the power of patronage. And I, mean, I absolutely agree with Jesse. They should be elected committees. They should not be appointed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, uh, this is already, I have to say, one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's the best office Christmas Can party. Can I just say, I think it's a bit hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always a little bit hot. That's kind of... Um, I think that'll be on my gravestone. <laughs> what, you were hot? Yeah, well, I'm probably... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell anyway, so I'll be plenty hot enough by then. Um, so, um, we, we sort of... A rather like Christmas, I imagine. At the start of the evening, we avoided talking about Brexit. But <laughs> it's inevitably going to creep up now, isn't it? Mm. I mean, do you, are you worried about... Firstly, in terms of what sort of Christmases you're going to have, are there relatives you've got that you're worried about talking about Brexit with? My son, uh, we're having everyone at our house for Christmas this year, so there's something like 22 of us. Um, and the 22 committee? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not dissimilar to that. Um, <laughs> and, but my son has made a room in the conservatory for me and my dad to argue about Israel. 
August. Oh my God. He was like, every year you so have a row fun. about Israel. Get in the conservatory. Um, so, uh, but no, my family are all firm remainers. My brother, to four of the people who are coming uh, to my house for Christmas um, are EU citizens. Uh, so my brother lives in France and my sister-in-law is French and my nephews are dual nationals. So they just think we're absolutely batshit and they can't understand. And my sister-in-law always tries to come up with some scheme to solve Brexit, which is essentially making my teenage son be the pen friend of a boy who lives down the road from her. <laughs> she genuinely thinks that that is going to... She's like, well, well, we'll beat it with pen friendmanship. Um, so, no, we won't argue about Brexit, but we will talk about it. But Israel, so the conservatory... <laughs> <laughs> The conservatory. So, I the mean, conservatory's one on, is built on the green lines from the 60s. <laughs> I was going to say, is it disputed territory? Who owns it? And who owned it originally? Um, so what's your dad's... I mean, I can sort of guess where you're going to be coming from. What, what's your dad's point of view on Israel? Well, to be fair, we, we largely agree on almost every point, but for some reason we find a fractious moment to argue about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my, my dad is... Uh, an old left winger who makes Jeremy Corbyn look like Tony Blair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <If> only. <laughs> you want to spend Christmas with my dad? You'd be thankful for Jeremy Corbyn. Wow. Um, yeah. So you know he 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 holds some pretty firm views about the West. <laughs> <laughs> the West Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> so what does um. How does he feel about you and your <laughs> politics then, you dad? Oh, no, he feels incredibly proud of me. And he didn't vote for Jeremy Corbyn <laughs> in the uh, leadership election because I asked him not to. That's <laughs> 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 what you're going to say, because he's expelled in the eight. <laughs> <laughs> he left over Iraq, my dad, but he rejoined when I became a Labour MP. Oh, that's um, cool. And he doesn't like the he 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 absolutely doesn't like the way that um, I get treated <laughs> by the left. He thinks that um, that the stuff that happens to me is appalling. And so, but he's he's still he's very 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 firmly a Benite and always will be. Um, but so, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is I am really quite left wing. I am a socialist, um, a very strident socialist. I'm just not one that agrees to be told what to do in a power and control model. And that's the thing I think that the Corbynites often hate the most about me, is that I'm really left-wing, and they hate agreeing with me on things. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and, and my dad feels similar sometimes. <laughs> but when you say he's a Benite, is he a, you're a sceptic Benite? No, absolutely not. Although he, he didn't vote to join... He's not a Eurosceptic at all. He's a, he's he's totally uh, a Europhile. Uh, he thinks we should stay in Europe, and he thinks that the Labour Party is going down a maddening position. Um, so, Sarah, you're at the Wollaston family Christmas. Uh, <laughs> are, are My dad's great too. <laughs> <laughs> you My to dad phones me up literally. He says, "Your hair was a mess." <laughs> <laughs> wow. He does. He does. You know. Uh, but he's great. He came on the march. I had my, you know, Mrs. Aww. Pankhurst moment on the stage at the march. But my dad, who's had a triple bypass and he's got heart failure, he came on the march 
and uh, he was there marching with Deborah Meaden. And afterwards, he said, "Who was that really nice lady?" She was so nice to him. <laughs> so, um, so your dad isn't one to, to worry about. Uh, do, do, is it? Uh, it seems from what you're saying like a quite harmonious Christmas. Politics won't come up in an adversarial way. It'll all be. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll all be fine. And when when he does say that your hair's been a mess. Yeah, he's right. Is he right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something I always think you notice, particularly in ex-ministers. Mm. Jack Straw's hair, the day he left, <laughs> his hair went fucking mad. Gordon, <laughs> even with Tony Blair, you're like, what has happened? Uh, they stop combing their hair the moment they leave office because they've probably not got someone there saying... I've know. got an obsession with MP's hair. I have like a... Um, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, like? <laughs> like a list of like the best hair in Parliament. Okay, right, um, so... Okay. Uh, so on your hair? side... Kelly Tolhurst. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Where was the Kelly deepest Tolhurst. voice in Britain? Yes. She's yeah. got really thick Super auburn hair. Totally yeah. amazing. She's like Pandora from mm. Adrian Moll. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Heidi Allen looks like she's from The Bold and the Beautiful. Her hair is always yes. immaculate. Yes. Um, men... Uh, Keir Starmer got that amazing flick. Um, it's a bit sort of parakeet at the back, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time I've had this conversation today, and I think quite a controversial entry was put in by somebody else. A journalist said, what about um, Barry Gardner? He's got good hair. Yes. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I've never no. noticed Barry Gardner. Yes, but good facial grooming all around, like a well-kept beard mm, with strong yeah. lines. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ben... <laughs> Ben Bradshaw has the best yes. men's hair oh in Parliament. Yes. But it used to be Tristram Hunt, but he's probably just got the best hair in museums now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite judgmental. When I first arrived, someone from the Whips office tapped me on the shoulder and said to me, Sarah, people are saying you dress like a GP. <laughs> How crushing was that? <laughs> a stethoscope. <laughs> Because it is quite intimidating. There's some people like sort of uncannily smart with like posh oh, jewellery yeah. and like really. I know good. your lot love a big brooch. Oh, they love a big brooch. Penny Morden's got a brooch that is like literally like <laughs> out here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And Penny Morden, she's got great hair. She uh, has, she's she got great hair, but she also obviously she really does a good obviously belly flop, she does do a good belly flop. But she obviously does. What's that word when you put like the shading? Contouring. Contouring. Oh, Thank you. I heard this. There's something um, else I'm not I was doing. I was scrutinising air on the Women in Equality oh, Select Committee and I, all I could think of. I wonder how she does her contouring. <laughs> that is. Like me and Sarah Champion sat next to each yeah. other. Like, you know, famous feminists who fight the court. Sarah was just like, do you think she'll give us some tips? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? It's totally amazing. I mean, you can't, uh, uh, of all the committees, the women's inequality. Number <laughs> <laughs> one, where you can go. You can go okay. I used to have <laughs> Philip Davis, though, on the. He's still on it. Is he? Yeah, he's still on it. But you can't, you can't, that's not the forum, is it? To go, okay, you've made some progress on gender. <laughs> just ask, where'd you get your mascara? <laughs> That's a really bad impression of you. I was going to say, no one get. can do a Birmingham accent well, so don't worry, you're, you're not alone. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I never realised that was going to be couched in terms of my um, relationship status, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> thank you very much. So on Brexit, obviously, what on earth is going to happen? So Sarah first. Um, when Theresa May 
withdrew that parliamentary vote? Like, did you see it coming? Was there any word? Oh, it's grim. I mean, it's just a point. I mean, the trouble is both our front benches are dismal. You know, why, why kick it down the road? And when is, when is Jeremy Corbyn going to call a vote of confidence? You know, it's, um, it's, it's a bit something, isn't it, when it's a Tory MP saying you should call a vote of confidence, <laughs> you know. So. so in terms of the deal, are there any circumstances under which you would vote for Theresa May's current proposition? Um, well, no, the trouble is that I don't think there's consent to, to it. You know, 48% didn't want it anyway. Of the other 52%, half of them don't like it. So I don't think you can say there's consent. And, and I, I keep saying it. It's like, you know, would you, would you consent someone to an operation two years in advance without knowing what the operation involved? That, that's not valid consent in my view. And we're just being kick, dragged kicking and screaming into the operating theatre here for Brexit surgery without informed consent. And if you're, if you're sort of 18 or 19, you're being dragged in based on the consent form signed by your grandparents two years ago. It's just, it's not right. So no, I won't be voting for it. Um, it it's interesting to get your perspective because you were a lever and you changed your mind during the referendum you? campaign. I started as a soft Brexit Eurosceptic, but I sat there in the select committee listening to the evidence and I realised I was wrong. And I think sometimes oh. if you've got it wrong, you should <laughs> say so. And, uh, well done, you. And, and one of the, and it was an extraordinary thing. I had people coming up to me, because I was, I was talking to people, and, and I just can't tell you how many conversations I tried to have with Vote Leave about their 350 million a week, saying to them, you've got, you know it's wrong. And they were saying to me, I had people actually saying to me, yes, we know it's wrong, but all that matters is it's a big number, and people will remember the big number. And that the more we have to talk about this, the more people will remember the big number. It was completely cynical, absolutely deliberate. And, uh, and of course it was, when people asked afterwards what was the single biggest, n you know, the, the single um, non-fact of the referendum campaign, it was that 350 million a week. And it was totally deliberate. And I just found myself getting more and more frustrated and I just had to say, it's not right, it, mm. you know, so that's what I said. So when you're talking to senior vote leave, I'm presuming people like mm. Davis and Boris and the rest of it, how are they reacting when you've given them this? Or well, I say they, they just thought it was great. They did, you know, I mean, in l several individuals, I won't name yeah. anyone, but it was a definite policy to just keep talking about a big number, even though they all knew it was the wrong number. And uh, it's, a, it's a disgrace. And, and these are the great charlatans that are still pushing it through and pushing a big number. It's outrageous. Mm. In terms of you then changing your mind, how hard is that as a, as a politician to publicly do well, that in I mean, the I single biggest debate that we face? Well, it, it, it's very extraordinary. People were saying to me, oh, Sarah, don't, don't tell people you've changed your mind. Just put your own box across in a different box. But it'll be very bad for your political career to tell people you've changed your mind. It's, it's extraordinary. And yet, you know, and I think it all comes from that, the ladies not for turning stuff, mm. you know. And, and, you know, we need to go back to the time when actually, when you think of Churchill's best quote was that, you know, show me someone who won't change their mind, I'll show you someone that doesn't change anything. You know, that, why isn't it now a good thing to look at the evidence and be prepared to say you've changed your mind? And that's why we need a second referendum. <laughs> 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 um, so then you, you, you decide you're going to go public. <coughs> did you talk to David Cameron first and say, like, I'm going to change your mind? I thought I went to both sides and said, I'm going to, because, I, I, you know, I think it's best to be straight with people. So I went to see Michael Gove and I said, and uh, Boris was there, and I said, 
I'm just going to let you know, tomorrow I'm coming out and I'm going to say what I thought of your campaign. Huh. And what did Boris say? Oh, come on, come on. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you know. cannot have <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where are the other piccaninnies? Yes, we're going to turn their That's backs right. on this. Come on, I mean, come on, Wulu. You, know, you, you were there. You were there. <laughs> we go way back. We've known each other we weeks. <laughs> did he try? Did he try every angle? No, I think they they know the game is up, and you can see it now. Yeah, and actually, right. it's almost like they they wanted to go away. And the only only good thing mm. I can think about hard Brexit is that they'll have to finally take some accountability for it. But actually, mm. I don't believe in it, so I won't be voting for it. And they way. won't take any accountability. So yeah, yeah. So you're right there that would be but it's it's nice. bad it's bad news and yeah no, so i went to see both sides and said that's what i'm doing tomorrow and then <laughs> what was the reaction well i mean i i remember it because i was you know for for a whole week i was getting hate mail and i it was kind of like stuff people say i was having to weigh it not count it it was uh, it was extraordinary the volume of very personal vitriolic hate mail i got after that and I remember I was uh, sorting it into piles in my office, into piles of the ones where, you know, do you write back a nice polite note letting, saying thanking someone sending their views right through to do I call the police about this one? And, uh, and there I was. And, and then the news came through about what happened to Jo. Mm -hmm. and, and I'd met Jo before she went into politics. And, I mean, uh, you know, goodness knows nothing like as well as, as you knew her. Um, but... You know, it, it just, for me, the whole of the hatred that was apparent in the correspondence I was getting, anyone who says the campaign didn't contribute, that unleashing of something really ugly. Um, and we, we in Torbay, I, I'm, I'm part of my constituency covers Torbay, we were having graffiti uh, daubed on the wall of a health centre, for goodness sake, saying immigrants go home. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that was unleashed by the, the referendum campaign. It was hideous, and the most hideous of all, of all things that happened, was what happened to Joe. You, you seem to deal with it with, with a remarkable amount of grace, and particularly given the context of Joe Cox. So do you ever worry about the threats that you get? No, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm married to a forensic psychiatrist. Every MP should be married to a psychiatrist. <laughs> um, I'm married uh, to a lift engineer. <laughs> <laughs> As they say, if, if you're dying in a lift, remember to press the up button. <laughs> so, uh, but it's... Uh, yeah, there we are. But they did one of my not living constituents was Agatha Christie, and, and she said she was married to an archaeologist, and she said, it's great being married to an archaeologist because the older I get, the more interesting I become. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I say, well, that's great. I'm married to a psychiatrist. So uh, there we are. <laughs> well, you both get a little lift in, in, in some way. <laughs> from your, your perspective, that was... Um, that was Almost a panto-level <laughs> Very festive. Um, so in terms of a people's vote, a second referendum or, or whatever, it, it obviously becomes slightly more um, likely, given the parliamentary arithmetic, that no deal of any sort, including mm. Remain, could get through on the floor of the House of Commons. Mm. Do you get the sense that uh, either party's leadership is starting to take it more seriously as a, as a proposition? I think that the, 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 the proposition from my front bench is to try and say, 
it's all your fault. If you don't vote for this deal, then you'll be responsible for no deal. Whereas what I say is, no, there is another way here. And, and she has to rule out no deal. You know, no responsible government could deliver no deal and no transition, in my view. So I think you should keep pushing back on that false binary choice that it's her deal or no deal. It's There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Because obviously what people are worried about is we're going to leave on the 29th of March mm. at the moment mm. and we don't know what leave looks like at all and as that gets nearer, I mean, would we have a referendum before the 29th of March? Would we extend Article 50? You'd have to extend have Article to extend it. 50. And are, that, are they things that the government are taking seriously, do you think? Do you think those things are actually being planned for? They must be It's like a big game it. of chicken. As you say, yeah. why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, but it is, it's like taking it right up and kicking it down the road so you get closer and closer so that more and more people look over the edge of the cliff and say, we don't want to fall down there, therefore we have to vote for the deal. But it's a false choice. It is a false choice. There are other options. Mm. Uh, and in terms of the Labour Party, Jess, obviously this is probably the biggest problem for Corbyn with his own it members is, is yeah. that they're highly loyal to him, but they're also very pro-European. Mm -hmm. Do you get the sense that he is coming around? Because they do occasionally, John McDonnell occasionally giving him yeah. John McDonnell's round. He's over. He's coming, he's coming around already. But is that political expediency or is that conviction? Oh, gosh. I don't give a <laughs> shit which one it is. I just want that to get there, um, to be honest. Um, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, I've, no, I've not thought of that. It's probably political expedience. I don't think John McDonnell actually will ever get crowned the leader of the Labour Party, though. So I, I think he probably... He just wants to win. And actually, that's fair enough. Yeah. But that is the game. Um, but Corbyn is still... I think Corbyn is beholden a little bit on the people's vote thing to um, voices in his team who will be telling them that they're the, the voice of the working classes and the working classes will come out marauding um, people like Ian Lavery and uh, John Trickett, um, I think are deterring Corbyn from taking that step. I think he probably would by himself, just because it seems like a bore like not to. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, so it, it's just interesting that, that, because they're both from the same wing of the party, aren't they, McDonald and Corbyn, mm. where they're sort of Eurosceptic left. Yes. But now McDonald has uh, noticed the sort of political um, opportunity of supporting the second yes. referendum. But Corbyn hasn't. Is, is that because Corbyn 
is ideologically more Eurosceptic than McDonald. I mean, I've not spent any time talking to either of them about <laughs> this or anything. But yes, I think it Just probably. Make it up, I yes. think yeah. Okay then. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jeremy Corbyn is uh, ten on the scale of Euroscepticism, <laughs> and Don McDonald's only eight. Um, no, I, th I think that yes, I think that I think that John McDonald sees the writing on the wall a little bit with what is going on with uh, Brexit. His seat has um, considerably more. Um, sort of concerns around the whole Brexit thing. He's got like Heathrow and all the stuff about the aerospace and the roads and that are all going to be clogged up. But also he's much more likely to have people who are working in industry in his seat. So he's, he's much more likely to be, see the reality of a no-deal Brexit on the horizon. Uh, Labour policy is to keep all options on the table, but to try for a general election first, it <laughs> <laughs> would you welcome a general election? No, <laughs> um, not really. Uh, not because I don't want to get rid of the Tories' present company, genuinely excluded. <laughs> no offence taken. Um, but I, I just don't see how it solves the Brexit problem. It is the answer to a question that isn't being currently asked. Um, so, no, I, I think that if we were going to have an election, it should be a second referendum, not uh, a general election. Because I don't... Labour Party would have to still have a policy in the general election. <laughs> <laughs> so, tough gig. <laughs> in terms of your local members, then, are they, are they mostly pro-Remain? Yes, uh, but they don't really talk to me about it, in truth. It is not, it is not something that is widely discussed outside of Twitter. Um, <laughs> and... I, I recognise that this might not go well down well with the crowd. Mm. London. <laughs> um, it, and maybe the South. I'll put the South in that. People don't talk to me about Brexit every day. My members, we had a meeting about Brexit um, of the membership of the Labour Party. And 13 people came out of 500. Mm. But how would that compare to a meeting on something else? Because, uh, you know, I'm... Well, I'll tell you what brings people to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey. Deselections. Deselections. Selections and um, Israel. Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure they're that fussed about that, where I live. Um, but, um, yeah, it would have had more than 13. You're absolutely correct. Um, yeah, so... It, it, it's not a massive issue that people talk to me about, either my constituents or um, or my membership. So yeah, they're not they're not. I they the, the thirteen were remain <laughs> <laughs> of that small sample. They were remain, but my membership is largely remain. There's no two ways about that. Uh, and on deselections, is that is that threat just permanently hanging over your head? Um, sort of yes, um, but. Uh, yes and no. The noisiest people get the most attention, don't they? And the people who definitely want to trigger um, a reselection in my seat, you know, they take off a huge amount of bandwidth, but they are like essentially at their maximum 40 people. So it is a threat and it isn't. The truth of the matter is, is that I won't even stare down that threat anymore because I don't want to talk about fights in the Labour Party. I don't want to 
have to fight for my political survival and prove to my family that I am good enough when I think that our actions should be the thing that speaks. Um, and so I won't, I actually, I won't take on that fight. So I, I sort of try and just ignore it. But um, it's undoubted that a good number of Labour MPs will be deselected. Um, and do people, do local members ever say this to your face? Or is it all <laughs> electronic and it's all through the post bag? Uh, Labour members in my own constituency don't say anything bad to me at all, um, to be perfectly honest. I mean, other people leak me the emails that they send around about me, um, <laughs> which are hilarious, because they're so long, it's just like, nobody, fu nobody fucking read this. <laughs> uh, shittest campaign ever. Um, take back control with what they should just write at the top of the thing, because that's what they're trying to do. Um, well, but the, the reason I ask is I remember Peter Kyle telling me he's a, a very talented Labour MP who in ordinary political weather would be on the front bench. Mm. Um, a very talented Labour MP down in Brighton. Mm. And he said that um, he had loads of new momentum uh, <laughs> members in his He's from a posh place, though. So they get more momentum in posh areas? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the Labour Party's definitely um, gentrifying. Uh, but uh, oddly, Labour's against gentrification, or well, Corbyn is anyway, so mm. that's a sort of irony to it. But he, um, he, he threw a sort of soiree, which kind of proves the point. And he, uh, <laughs> 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 and he, uh, he says, usually like a handful of people will turn up and he'll work the guard and sort of, you know, ask me why they joined the Labour Party. <laughs> so, because the NHS, whatever. And he said he met this charming little old lady and he said, uh, why have you joined the Labour Party? She just shook his head and went, to deselect you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate that honesty there. It was, honesty, it was in his house. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> Some lemonade in the kitchen. Awesome. <laughs> I had an amazing one uh, where a member who was really like hated me, wouldn't even come to my office to raise this issue, but wanted to speak to somebody else about an issue they wanted help with and hated me so much because I'm, you know, a rabid neoliberalist. Um, and uh, the thing they wanted to talk about was buying their count their elderly father who was going into care buying their elderly father's council house for their son. Wow. <laughs> Not so fucking socialist. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> so open up the floors. Yes. We do have a roving mic somewhere, Ooh. don't we? Now. Oh God, there's so many of them. We do have, we do have um, some, I've got basically four or five gifts, including MP4, EP5, um, <laughs> to give away to the best five questions. And yeah. the, I think the best, well, you can decide, should the top gift be a magnum of Prosecco? Ooh. Or should the top gift be Stormy Daniels' autobiography? <laughs> I think it's Stormy Daniels' autobiography, so they're very sort of. Shall, shall we read it aloud? Oh, oh, crikey! Would you like to? Stormy, <laughs> Stormy Daniels' lawyer called me. Oh. What? Why? Uh, were you, were you well he was in the UK. <laughs> oh, he was Mr. in the Trump. UK, and he was like, "You, you know, fight against dirty bastards, essentially." <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hook up? <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's got politicians in trouble in the past. Um, 
Uh, why would you meet her? You should meet her. I would love to meet her, but it wasn't it wasn't her. It was uh, her lawyer, um, and yeah, they were going to come and share loads of information with me or something. Like that. Well, hopefully next year it'll be Sarah Wollaston, Jess Phillips and Stormy Daniels live, <laughs> live at the Leicester Square Theatre. Um, right, so where do we, do we have the roving mic? Okay, please indicate. Right Ooh. in the middle here, I'll tell you what, that might be easier for me to just... Is this how the best question gets the prize? Is that what the prize is? Yes, it is, is? yeah. yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and um, if we could ask for one sentence questions hello, and one hello. sentence answers. Hello, hello, hello. Is it on at the back there? Or does he need to turn it on on the mic? Just speak so into it. Okay. It's not on. It's yeah, on. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look a dick now, <laughs> mate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, uh, to independent Remain supporting women, uh, if both parties split, uh, would the two of you join a joint ticket to run an independent Remain supporting women? <laughs> yes. Have you had, a, have you had <laughs> enough babies? <laughs> <laughs> We'll be there. Yeah, we've had enough to drink, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> 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 if there's Baileys, we'll, yeah. we'll join up. There you go. Well, that's the, that's the name of the new party. <laughs> yes, there they are. So we go, a new party. And you've got the colour as well, nice beige. That works well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Middle of the road, oh, yeah. yeah. Like Eric Clapton on the in your car. <laughs> <laughs> so the new party question is in uh, the running. Any more uh, questions, please? Like to indicate. And Come on, uh, people, ask some questions. On. Yes, the gentleman down the front. Leading uh, <laughs> on from that question, if there was a independent Remain party, who do you think is the best uh, leader for that? Oh. Who the best leader be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh. I mean, there's Chucker, so obviously, Villa. he already is. Gina <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Miller. Gina Miller. She's a star. Yeah. So, Gina Miller. Okay. Uh, any other questions, ladies and gentlemen? There must be some sort of further back. Yeah, yes. Are uh, there any what, women okay. with any questions? <laughs> yeah, good point. Let's get the lady in first and then um, oh. take some bloody <laughs> blokes. <laughs> People. The thing is, what's great, we can say what you like about blokes, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot blokes. <laughs> Thanks all for coming, by the way. <laughs> But I am a fucking idiot bloke myself, so I can say that. I self-identify as a prick. <laughs> we can tell you to calm down, dear, can't we? So yeah. <laughs> so where's the, is the microphone there? Oh, oh there. Oh, yeah. right at the back. Ooh. Hello. Um, Sarah, who do you think, which um, sort of female lady leader would preempt you to the most Oh, well, I mean, can you imagine if we were facing Yvette Cooper right now? Yeah. We'd be completely yeah. trashed in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that... People properly reacted like they were in Parliament there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jess Phillips, perhaps? Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> I would just be terrible at PMQs, though, because, like, you know, I'd just be like, yeah, your mum says it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a row that would be. I would definitely pull out the your mum gate. Be so, like, in, in terms of the way that today's row has been covered... Yeah. Lip-reading experts say that <laughs> <laughs> Jess Phillips is clearly mouthing your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they say in the West Midlands. We um, do say that. <laughs> there was another lady with the blonde hair, yes, because uh, about halfway back, if you could just pop your hand in the air and we'll come to you. Just um, this way, no, no, no. Oh. I mean... It's amazing they haven't asked you on for question time. I was just about to say, <laughs> well, I didn't get the question time gig. Right, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could be any woman, not 
Uh, Cherie Blair. <laughs> I wouldn't mind her money. For very obvious reasons. <laughs> I'm not sure they do it anymore. They've <laughs> done it at least four times, haven't they? enough for me. Um, that bit's not making the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over you having sex with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you, what's really sad is, oh man. <laughs> You've told that it before. I, I, know, I know when I've been really drunk because I will wake up in the morning like the iPad's there. <laughs> Oh God, what I've been looking at, and it's usually Tony Blair's 2006. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's like, why can't you watch porn like a normal girl? Oh, like in Fleabag where she's wanking to Barack Obama, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, I don't know who I'd be. Um, oh, I just feel like I only have a really like, sort of lame answer, I'd probably be like, my mum is the truth. Um, oh. Yeah, I know, it's lame. Uh, she is dead, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and without wanting you to go there... Ju- you all just laughed at my mum. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine, you can laugh. Yeah. Um, H- how would your dad feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it for the same reasons that you want it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's, it, I'm constantly asked to say women who uh, I admire and women who have inspired me into politics... And the reality is, is that, you know, I'm not a weirdo who, <laughs> who <laughs> put up politicians on my wall or thought that people, you know, I didn't look to those people. The reason I wanted to become uh, a politician was because of the downtrodden women that I had met, because of the women who are real survivors, who every single day take a beating or get up and, you know, have to have sex with 18 men because they've been trafficked into this country. Uh, for that reason, and keep on getting up every single day, and they're the women who truly inspire me, and not just the great stories about, you know, I broke free, and now I'm, you know, I've got my own QVC channel. I'm, uh, it is genuinely (laughs) the women who put up with shit all day that inspire me to keep on going, and were the reason that Mm. I wanted to do this. Sarah, um, two very different answers. <laughs> um, who would you, if you could be another female politician, who would you be? Oh, I have to choose a politician. Oh, oh, oh maybe not. A politician. Oh, no, 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 just yeah, any woman. Someone else, normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, it's but where do we start? I mean, I think they look at some of the women in journalism. There's some amazing women yeah, out there in are. journalism. Yeah. You know, think of Laura Koonsberg yeah. and Emily Maitlis, Emma Barton. Barnett, you know, there's some amazing women in journalism. That must be a great job. Yeah, 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 they are brilliant. That's a, a, a great answer. Any more questions? Yes, there's a lady down here. If we could uh, get the microphone across. Who would you be, the woman who asked yeah. the question? Oh, yeah, great. Who would you be? Um, I'm slightly biased. I'd probably be Agatha. Ah, <laughs> Christy, excellent. <laughs> Got to find an archaeologist to get married to. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, didn't he fuck her over there? And then she disappeared for ages. 
She likes. She's a bird radio. Anyway. What happened? Let's just get close. What happened to Agatha Christie then? Oh, right, that's right. Yeah. Oh, the archaeologist was a good one. Not all men about. Yeah, he was lovely. Yeah. Note to self. Yes. Oh. You see, you're falling into the <laughs> trap. You're falling into the trap. You say no, <laughs> neither. It would obviously be her deal, is the answer. I would never allow a no deal Brexit. It would have to be her deal. Did it just be neither? No, but yeah, but still, <laughs> neither. <laughs> <laughs> but if. Neither. <laughs> but May's deal is better than no deal, isn't it? May's deal is better than. Oh. Controversial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brexit. Yeah, means if you agree Brexit. with that. The, what's that? What's Brexit means Brexit, yeah. What does that mean? It's Can you <laughs> explain it, Matt? The problem is, I don't think no deal is better than a bad deal. Just like in terms of the logic of it being hypothetical, because if it was a bad deal, you'd say you didn't want it, and then the no deal would, by definition, be better than a bad no. deal. No. So no deal would be better than a bad deal. No. No deal is a bad deal. Yeah, I know, but out of a choice <laughs> of two, you see how it works. two bad deals, <laughs> one is less worse than the other. Theoretically, like, if someone says, here's a bad deal, you go, I don't want that, it's a bad deal, then you're better off for not having taken a bad deal. Yeah, but, not deal. Yeah, but, the, but no deal <laughs> is a deal. The thing is, no deal <laughs> is an actual deal. We have to agree to, you know, 500 bodies being put in fridges because we can't fucking burn them. <laughs> right, enough about your family, Christmas. <laughs> That's always the conservatory. <laughs> you and your dad in the conservatory. <laughs> we have time for one last question. And I'm really sorry, because I'm going to send you right to the back. Right over oh. there. And this is the last opportunity to win the yes. Stormy Daniels book. Although I think, I think yes. the question about... Um, <laughs> yeah, the Agatha Christie lady. Which female is there? Is there not an Agatha Christie novel in this one? No, there isn't. There's James Comey's book. Oh. Um, and there's um, Michelle Obama's book oh. becoming so a good. Um, well, <laughs> I think the Stormy Daniels one is better, isn't it? <laughs> well, you can pick. You can pick. <laughs> right here we go. The f this potentially the best question ever asked. Here we go. Both your husbands are stuck in a lift jet that just your husband is going to be And they're just chatting about you know I'll tell you what my husband would say as a psychiatrist, you seem angry. Oh man. This potential late winner. This is a <laughs> That is good. My, if your husband said that to my husband, my husband would be like, You what, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Oh man. I hate to do this given the lessons we've learned over the last two years, but I think we're gonna have to put it to a public vote. So <laughs> By means of a, a cheer, people's vote. a people's vote. By means of a cheer, um, the what female would we be question, <laughs> and the lift question. <laughs> oh, I think the lift. I think the lift uh, wins. What would you like? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, feel free to come Can't up and collect it. Can we split the prizes? Oh yeah, but we're going to get other people. Got a bit get, Bailey's left. You get second choice. I'm the prosecco. Oh. I realise this is my risk. Oh. Would you mind just passing it back until it gets... Oh. Thank you very much. Uh, yes. There you go, there's your Stormy Daniels. Merry Christmas. 
It'll be a conversation piece, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we'll oh. sign it, we'll sign yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll sign it. it. A Stormy Daniels book signed by <laughs> Jesse. Has <laughs> anyone got a pen? Has anyone got, got a pen? You must carry one around all the time. I do. Um, what other questions did we have? There was no, the um, new party question. Where was that? No. What would you like? Um, Comey? Comey, there you go. Could you just, would you mind just passing that back? I don't have much? a pen. Oh, there you go. Oh, keeper. <laughs> look at that. Incredible look at this. Oh, look at that. Deloitte. Oh, very nice. Deloitte. Oh. <laughs> Don and McDonald's going to nationalise the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I the read it in the FT. Oh, yes, the lady at the back, would you like? <laughs> Michelle Obama's book or the MP4? <laughs> Obama? Oh, it's harsh. Um, would harsh. you like it signed by... No. <laughs> <laughs> just could just do that as well, please. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So who would like the MP4? <laughs> so yes, you were the first one. <laughs> oh, someone else asked, you asked a question, didn't you? And didn't get it. I mean, oh God, I've created a real problem there. You're happy to let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, would you mind just passing that back? <laughs> oh man. There we are. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh man. Well, what a wonderful um, end to the night. Uh, ladies are. and gentlemen, um, we can have the house like, oh, how do we get these to you? Would you mind just popping down and getting them? And now I've sort of turned into a kind of Waterstones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry, but Sarah and Jess will not be signing any more copies of Stormy Daniels' book. Uh, we've now sold it. You still haven't read any passages out. Shall we find him a passage to read? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the less we say about Stormy Daniels' passages, the better. But by all means, pick. I mean, what a wonderful them. Um, yeah, yeah Stormy. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what Stormy's got to say. Do you think she was christened Stormy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit on laxative. <laughs> Come on, tell you. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> is it really, is it too much? Yeah, take, take, I learned something. I don't know if I'm going to find the laxative. led a sheltered life. Oh, no, that's, uh, uh, we got to LAX. I don't know whether that was a laxative <laughs> bit. Oh, <maybe>. which, <laughs> which was fucking terrifying. <laughs> someone... Who'd never really been by herself in the big city. <laughs> I think this is going to be a page turner. <laughs> Brad got my carry-on out of the back of the Camaro when I said, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to spin a yarn, old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd stick to the day job if I were her. Anyway, I tried. <laughs> oh, must be, come on. Uh, Find the stuff on Trump, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better than the Dean Dorries, though, isn't it? Hold on, where are I? Oh, man, I can't... Find the Trump bits, yeah. I want to know what his penis size was. Oh, small, I imagine, isn't it? Yeah, I It's not the size of your boat, it's the motion in the ocean. Ooh. <laughs> oh God, it's so hard to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think there's actually that much filth in here. Oh, oh. disappointing. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we go, oh my God, so this is it. Right, hold on. <laughs> right, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is the Trump bit. 
I called Keith's number when I got to Harris, assuming Trump would come to the lobby and then we'd go for dinner. Come up, said Keith, it's the penthouse. This wasn't a red flag. I'd been around enough celebrities to know uh, they like to show off. Um, uh, use mobile foyers, nice to see you, sir. Go on in. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Black silk pajamas and slippers. <laughs> oh man, this is so good, this is great. <laughs> Trump came swooping in wearing black silk pajamas and slippers. <laughs> Hi there, he said. <laughs> it's not in a beer. <laughs> this, these are her words. This is her thought. Look at this motherfucker, I thought. He <laughs> 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 was just so mad. Excuse me, I have the wrong room, I said, adding a southern edge of polite malice to my voice. Sorry to interrupt, Mr. Hefner. I'm looking for Mr. Trump. <laughs> his oh, jaw went slack dear. and his eyes bugged. What are you doing, I yelled. Go put some fucking clothes on. Like some sort of cartoon, he whizzed out of the foyer. I continued into the room, just like an appointment, sideboard, table, phone booth. <laughs> That's more appropriate, I said, still mad. Can I get you a drink? Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't drink, I said. And you're, he stopped himself. I know he really wanted to stay. You're a porn star and you don't drink. Uh, no, I said, at all? No, it was true, because that, back then, I, at most, I'd had two glasses of champagne a year. Um, he looked at me with the same face he made when he found out I was a director. That's interesting, he said. I don't drink either. <laughs> Not at all, he said. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, anyway, go on, <laughs> don't, we don't care about the sobriety. Oh, no, yeah, come on. <laughs> Him and Jeremy Corbyn, he doesn't drink either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she was really hungry, and he's just banging on a bit. And um, <laughs> so, no, 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 so then he says to her, have you seen my magazine? Um, he actually asked me a question, I shook my head up. I, it's not out yet, but I have an advanced copy, would you like to see it? <laughs> she gets out Forbes, um, and then he says, uh, uh, <laughs> does this work for you normally, she says, he looks perplexed. She said, he looked perplexed, like I'd asked a dog an algebra problem. <laughs> <laughs> I said, are you so insecure you have to brag about yourself, or are you just a fucking asshole, which is it? He was so stunned, he just stood there, he said, um, someone should, well, this is it, she said, someone should take that magazine and spank you with it. You wouldn't, he said in a quiet voice. I held out my hand, palm up, hand it over, I said. When he didn't immediately give the magazine to me, I snatched it off and rolled it up, turn around and fucking drop him, I said. <laughs> it was a power moment, not at all sexual. <laughs> I'm serious, I said. He was still the Donald, and he was much older than me. He was 27, and this guy was more than twice... Oh, fuck's sake. But he turned, lowering his pants, just enough for me to give him a couple of swaps. Oh. I got up and tossed the magazine on the side table. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be? Like, well, I just know, to, like... He entered me slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and? And? The, the, the rug was a little hot. And oh, then it was so over. There. There's so much in there. So, uh, if the two winners would like to come uh, to the side <laughs> yes. of the stage and um, collect your... Uh, it feels rather slightly soiled. Uh, <laughs> Stormy Daniels and the Michelle Obama one. Ladies and gentlemen, and before we go, um, we're going to welcome back MB4. We're going to have a... Feel free to get up and dance and uh, come up to the stage and dance. Please welcome back MB4! <laughs> Thank you very much.
sort of a festive... Ladies and gentlemen, before we do go, uh, so MB4 are going to sing us out and we'll all have a sing and dance and that'll be the end of the evening. But please give it up for the wonderful Sarah Wollaston! <laughs> the amazing Jess Phillips! <laughs> and have a sing and dance to the amazing MB4! <laughs> oh, and I should say... what? Sorry, sorry. Should say tomorrow night we are back with Alistair Campbell and Adam Bolton. Um, so that should be calm and tame. Uh, <laughs> there's still a few tickets left. So if you like to see a good Christmas fight, then uh, do get tickets to that. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time for the wonderful MP4. <laughs> Well, there you go. What a night that was. Jess Phillips and Sarah Wollaston, both a wonderful form. It was brilliant. Um, every show obviously has its different um, elements to it, but these Christmas ones are so much fun just to sit there and chat to not just exceptional political brains, but really funny people. Um, so thanks to everyone who came. Thanks to MP4 for being such a great... They really make it. The music's great, and it's a real way to end the year. I can't wait for next year's... This year's now, uh, Christmas specials. Um, number two is on the way soon, but just a reminder, I'm doing those four London dates of my ever-evolving uh, stand-up show, Brexit Through the Gift Shop. I'm doing um, the other palace, the main room, on the 28th of January and the 19th of March. And I'm back at the South Bank Centre, which was so much fun, on the 7th and 12th of March. So the four extra London dates, as well as the nationwide tour. You can get tickets for all of those, mattford.com slash live. And hopefully I'll see you on the road. The next Christmas one is out very soon. See you in a bit. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.